1: Hey, 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 it's a Tuesday podcast, even more exciting than the Monday podcast. Every day is better than the day before, meaning every right. day is the best day of our lives. Well, today, mm-hmm. today, tomorrow, can you imagine with the inauguration, finally, we get that Trump guy out of our hair. Oh, it's going to be great. All the things we just want social media platforms to know, everything we ever said about Donald Trump or about the <laughs> left or the right, we were forced at gunpoint by our evil employer's um, bill but yeah and oh, marty bill. Mar bill and mario they're, they're horrible uh. <laughs> so but we'll turn we'll turn on our friends on a dime mm-hmm. so you know if you got one of those hearings oh, we'll tell you who the com- uh who the non-communists are oh we, yeah we're 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 gonna we're, sing like a bird yeah sing mm-hmm. like a bird sing mm-hmm. like a bird but in the meantime we're gonna do the exact opposite <laughs> on today's podcast
0: to the best of the Glenn
1: Beck program. All right trending on Twitter and it's not conservatives it's the left. So therefore it's not hate, hate speech. hashtag Trump's new army. That's what's trending. Trump's new army is vile. I'm reading just some of the, a couple of the tweets and we know who they are. They are our teachers. They are our neighbors. They are our police officers. They are everywhere. Expose the treason. What? Wow. Remember, treason is a very specific thing. I don't think we've ever accused anyone of tre. I've never. I said it approaches treason. It's seditious. It's sedition. But treason is really, really hard To prove, because you need, I think, two witnesses, don't you, in the Constitution? Mm -hmm. And it requires the death penalty. Uh, Of course, the left wouldn't know that. Don Winslow, new video, hashtag Trump's new army. On January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander in chief. He will lose control of the U.S. (laughs) armed forces, but take control of a new Mm -hmm. army. Uh, It shows a bunch of, quite honestly, uh, old people like maybe two young people in there, but generally old people and women, uh, and that's his, ar- his army. It's going to be a very tired army. Uh, and we're going to... Uh, in war, you know, you always run, th- run low of things that you're using. Uh, fiber is going to be very hard to get a hold of. Uh, and the picture is the greatest threat comes from within. So we have this, and I just want to... Paint a picture of what we're headed for. I urge you, urge you to get together with your church tomorrow and pray. Pray tonight and tomorrow like you've never prayed before for the republic. Um, and you'll understand why. Representative Steve Cohen, a Democrat from Tennessee, during an interview Monday morning. He said, this morning I was reading uh, this on my Twitter account, I guess. So he's got the news. And people were reminding people of Anwar Sadat and Indira Gandhi who were killed by their own people. Hmm. He referenced Hmm. the political leaders that had been assassinated by those who were tasked with defending them. You know, I was thinking, (laughs) was he? Really, Steve, were you? I was thinking, the National Guard is 90 some odd percent male. Only about 20 percent of white males voted for Biden. So you have to figure that in the Guard, which is predominantly more conservative, that I see on my social media, and we know it, there's probably not more than 25 percent of the people that are there protecting us who voted for Biden. The other 75% are in a class that would be the large class of folks that might want to do something. And there Mm. are there were military people and police who took oaths to defend the Constitution and protect and defend who didn't do it, who were in the insurrection. So it does concern me. Um, First of Mm. all, that is the that is the worst thing you could say about our military. Our military does not take an oath to protect the president of the United States. That's Donald Trump. That is uh, Joe Biden. They protect the office of the United States. Therefore, the person who resides in the office or getting the office, they take an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. This is one of the only militaries in the history of the world that has taken an oath to the idea of the constitution and you're now tearing that apart when he was pushed on this are, are you saying really that uh, the national guard do you have any do you have any evidence at all well, no fact. Absolutely not. That's a quote. Absolutely not. It's <laughs> <That's> crazy <laughs> that you would even ask that yeah, I would have evidence. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, but, you know, you draw a circle. The first <laughs> circle is the people who were for Trump and not for Biden. As far uh, as far as uh, people who would be within the zone of folks, you could be suspect of. The suspect group is large. So now you're a suspect if you didn't vote for biden Mm. this is very uniting the reason one of the reasons why i bring this up is because uh their own people did kill those leaders their own people did kill those leaders and i urge you to pray that god will thwart anything today tomorrow the future anything any plot like that by anyone, it will destroy the republic. Now, New York Times reporter has tweeted. Former intelligence official on PBS NewsHour tonight saying that the U.S. should think about a 9/11 commission for domestic extremism and consider applying some of the lessons from the far uh, from the fight against Al Qaeda here at home. So now we're Al Qaeda members. Now we're as dangerous as (sighs) Al-Qaeda. When we were debating the Patriot Act, I unfortunately was too late on this bandwagon to see the truth. About a year after, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Boy, that was a mistake. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, But this is what we warned about, and so many warned before me about the Patriot Act. You You can just define terrorist any way you want and that can be turned as a weapon against the american people it's extraordinarily dangerous but good news is not anybody of any real you know power uh or any real name uh is behind this oh no wait a minute oh no wait a minute can can you play the hillary clinton uh (laughs) clip please
0: do you think we need a a nine eleven type commission to investigate and report everything that they can pull together and explain what happened? I do. Uh, let me, again, uh, to mm. your point of who is he beholden mm-hmm. to, as I've mm-hmm. said over and over, as I said to him in the that beautiful picture voice. with my blue yeah, suit, do this. <clears> as I was leaving, what I was saying to him as I was pointing rudely at him, with you, Mr. President, all roads lead to Putin. I don't know what Putin has on That's him politically, financially, so personally, Good gosh! but what happened last week was a gift to Putin because Putin right. wants to okay, undermine I democracy. I can't take it
1: anymore. They're still, wow. still Jeez. going after this. Now, a, an ex-military officer, retired Air Force Colonel Moe Davis, a failed Democratic congressional candidate, tweeted something. He said that it's time to start a domestic war on American terrorists. His tweet comes after uh, Cawthorn. He is the uh, congressman that is confined in a wheelchair. He's an amazing guy. Participated in the rally for Donald Trump. He said, "If I was the chief prosecutor at Guantanamo for over two years And there is far more evidence of Congressman Madison Cawthorne's guilt than there was of the guilt for 95 plus percent of the detainees. It's time we start a domestic war on sedition by American terrorists. Now, this is the same guy who tweeted, screw, uh, screw they go low, we go high BS. When uh, North Carolina GOP extremists go low, we stomp their scrawny, pasty necks with our heels. And once you hear the sound of a crisp snap, you grind your heel hard and twist it slowly side to side for good measure. He needs to know who whooped his ass. That's a fantasy. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's that. This guy's sick fantasy. This guy is sick. imagine. I mean, I assume obviously he's been banned from Twitter. So imagine what he would be tweeting today. No, he's he's not bad. No, he's he's not banned from Twitter. No, no, no. He's fine. (laughs) He still has his account. Yeah, no, no, no. He's not a domestic terrorist or inciting violence at all. No, of course not. Not even the next snap. No, he's he's not. He's fine. He's fine. What are you talking about? We're talking about domestic terrorism and people who are spewing hatred. We're talking about Republicans. Oh, Hello. Okay. 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 Uh, but um, Katie Corrick has a really, really good idea. Here's K- Katie Corrick. What do you do about people who are in the
2: government who don't believe in our way of government? Like it Marxist? is so
0: shocking. Not only do are they not conceding, Bill, but there's thoughts that there might have been some collusion among members of Congress. Some are refusing to yeah, go through magno- not magnometers or whatever you call yeah. them to, to check for weapons. They're not wearing masks during the siege. I mean, it's mm. really bizarre, isn't it, when you think about how AWOL so many of these members of Congress have gotten. But I also think some of them are believing the garbage that they are being fed 24/7 on the internet by their constituents and yeah. they bought into this big lie. And the question is how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up mm. for the cult of Trump?
1: Okay. So now we have to be deprogrammed. We've heard this over and over and over and over again for months. By the way, you can be upset tomorrow but tomorrow uh, or today but tomorrow at I think it's noon. We unite we all come together oh, really? and we're gonna be great we're gonna all be <laughs> great yeah we're gonna be great we're gonna be great um huh there is another story today from the washington post that says while holding trump uh, to account is necessary it is also insufficient there's a whole infrastructure of incitement that will remain intact even after trump leaves office just as we do with foreign terrorist groups, so with domestic terrorists. We need to shut down the influencers who radical, radicalize people and set them on a path towards violent and sedition. Terrorist influencers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some argue that trying to silence the vo- voices of insurrection is a hopeless task, that hate will always find a way to get through. I think that's about love. Um, it's true that there is danger and seditious plots that will now move to in encrypted message apps such as telegram where they're harder to track but research firm signal labs found that online misinformation about election fraud fell 73 percent after trump and his key allies were suspended for from social media that's a good start Anyone who cherishes our democracy should be grateful to the management of Facebook, Twitter, and other social media sites for their newfound sense of social responsibility. Mm. We should expect at least the same level of responsibility from the broadcast media. To its credit, Fox News acknowledged that Joe Biden won, but reports from Media Matters. Quote, in the two weeks after the Fox News called uh, the election for Biden, Fox News cast doubt on the results of the election at least 774 times. What losers Fox <laughs> business host Lou Dobbs uh, said Trump's opponents in the government were guilty of treason, blah, uh, blah, 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 678 times, <gasps> 679 times, <gasps> Or oh, 680 times. <gasps> oh, can you imagine these people in their lives? But while we should expect better behavior <laughs> from media executives, <laughs> we shouldn't count on it. CNN, listen to this. Where I'm a global affairs analyst, mm. notes that the United Kingdom doesn't have its own version of Fox News because it has a government regulator that uh, hands out hefty fines to broadcasters that violate minimal standards of impartiality and accuracy. What country did we get our independence from again? Mm. Yeah, the United <laughs> States hasn't had that since the FCC stopped enforcing the fairness doctrine in the 80s. Thank Kevin. As President Biden needs to re, uh, President Biden needs to re. Uh, re- invigorate the FCC or else the terrorism we saw on January 6th may only be the beginning rather than the end of the plot against America. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program and we really want to thank you for listening. Let's go to uh, Lieutenant uh, General Jerry Boykin. He is the executive vice president of the Family Research Council. If you remember, that is the operation that actually had a leftist shooter come in and try to kill all of the employees at the Family Research Council. He was, uh, I believe, there that day. Uh, We wanted to talk to him a little bit about uh, Congressman Cohen's remarks about the National Guard. Welcome to the program, General.
2: I'm doing well, Glenn, and it's good to be back with you. And uh, thanks for having me on.
1: You're welcome. I am. Uh, I'm really more concerned for my nation than I ever have been, uh, Jerry, and I. I, I worry about uh, the extremist on all sides. I worry about uh, you know a Reichstag fire event, which won't matter who did it. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the action that takes uh, place after. And the reason why I say that is because we have so many people in the media and in Congress and the Senate that are saying, quite honestly, frightening things like uh, 50 percent of the country is a domestic terrorist or you can't trust the National Guard or the military because only about 20 percent of them probably voted for Biden. Can you comment on these things?
2: Yeah, well, I think you said it. I think that is uh, an incredibly offensive uh, statement, and I I don't believe that uh, his views uh, represent the people of Tennessee, which is where he's from. I I, I know too many people uh, in the military and out of the military from Tennessee, and I just don't believe that, uh, that his views are representative of those people that I know from the state of Tennessee, and I hope that they will hold him accountable for that because this is part of a bigger picture, Glenn, well, I just left Washington yesterday, just to get out of that city because you you can't go anywhere in the city. You've got uh, roadblocks at every turn. It is a it's an apocalyptic scene and scenario there in Washington right now. But what you're seeing, in my personal view, and and this statement by Cohen is part of it is, what you're seeing is a psychological operation, and what they're doing is they're trying to send a very strong message that people who voted for donald trump people who are conservative even people who are on the christian scale uh are the enemy today and this whole thing is as far as i'm concerned is just phony and bringing in so many national guard uh but it 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 goes back to what cohen said he's trying to portray those people who voted for Donald Trump and those people who are conservative as the enemies of this nation when the reality is he and all of his cohorts stood by and watched Antifa and Black Lives Matters burn cities down, hurt people, kill people, and uh, loot and destroy. And there is uh, so much hypocrisy in this, Glenn. But what we're seeing, as far as I'm concerned, is a psychological operation going on right now. Against uh, So
1: Jerry, l- let me play the other side here because uh, a, I don't have a problem with protecting the inauguration to any extent it's felt necessary. Um, I you know the country is on edge. The last thing we need is an incident. But I also was for Trump sending in the National Guard if the the uh, the governors asked for it. For the National Guard to go in and have a massive presence in cities like uh, Oregon to send a message. We're not screwing around. You can't do these things. But we're only getting one half of that. So first, it is there you say even in today's world, there's no reason to have these kinds of numbers of troops in the Capitol.
2: I am not saying there, there's no reason. I'm saying that in this particular case, in the inauguration here, given that what you have have already drawn into that city, and for us to have, you say seventy-five thousand. When I left there, I understood it was twenty-five thousand. But
1: okay, it might be twenty-five. I couldn't remember.
2: Yeah, yeah. What does it What does it take in terms of the National Guard? You have federal marshals. You have FBI. You have Secret Service. You have Park Police. You have Capitol police, you have the Metro police, you have all of these different entities out there that are shutting down everything within three blocks of the mall for, from one end to the other. And, and then you have these people, uh, on these, uh, liberal news programs that are coming on the, uh, on the stations. And they're talking about how they're concerned about inside attacks from Trump supporters and, and, and this whole thing. You're looking at the visible part of it, which is all the truth. But then you're listening to the dialogue. You're listening to the talking points about how these disgruntled, dissatisfied Trump supporters are a major threat. And you know what? They're not. They're not a major threat. Yes, there were Trump supporters that went in that Capitol. I certainly understand that there there were quite a number of Antifa there. And they were the rabble-rousers. But there were people that took it upon themselves – and call themselves Patriots to go in that Capitol and they need to be prosecuted. Even though they were Trump supporters and called themselves Patriots, they need to be prosecuted. But I'll tell you what I'm hearing now, what I'm seeing now is, is messaging that is directed at and against those of us who consider ourselves to actually be Patriots. Those of us who served in the military, those of us who supported Donald Trump. And I am, uh, I'm disgusted with it, and, and uh, we, we, I think the people who really love this country and want to see what's best for this country, we need to get our act together and find our courage and start standing up.
1: And what does that mean to you, General?
2: What that means is we have to speak truth. Ultimately, truth will prevail, and we need to keep talking about the dangers, as you have done for a long time. We need to keep talking about the dangers of Marxism, of of socialism, of what it really is. We need to talk about uh, what these ultra-leftists are bringing into our society if they go unchecked. So when I say we have to stand up, we have to stand up and speak the truth because, again, ultimately truth will prevail. But if, if we start watering down the truth and we don't speak the truth into this society so that people have have been given both sides uh, because we're afraid somebody's going to criticize us and uh, we're but, just giving in to the enemy.
1: But it's not just, it's not just uh, uh, criticizing us. There's a principal uh, at Cordova high school in Tennessee in Shelby County. Um, and he was critical of the riots at the Capitol, but he objected to the actions taken by social media platforms to silence people um yeah. he has he has been forced to take a leave of absence he probably is going to be fired i mean it, there are people out there that are losing their jobs because they they will speak out speak to those people
2: yeah you've got uh, if you if you are a father or a grandfather or a mother or a grandmother you got to think in terms of uh, what's really important to you. And what's really important to you, Glenn, as you know, is uh, the future of your children or your grandchildren. That's where your focus has to be. You reach a point in life where you make that transition. And if you don't stand, who's going to? Now, I understand there are consequences. Glenn, I got fired from a college I was teaching at when I got out of the Army because of my attitude towards letting men go in women's bathrooms. And I took a very strong stand against it and they fired me i understand it. i understand that there are consequences particularly when you're dealing with academia. Uh, but I, I also know that if you care about the future of your children and your grandchildren you've got to make up your mind now are you going to stand or are you going to stand by and cheer for somebody else to take that stand and speak truth yeah, you're going to get bumped off of social media, but there's, there are new platforms that are being developed right now. But we have got to keep speaking truth because the truth has to ultimately prevail. And when all else is lost, people can reflect back on what they have heard because the truth is more powerful than the lies that are being told right now.
1: When I look um, at the color revolutions that uh, our State Department has been involved in, it, it, they run pretty much like this is. Um, and I'm afraid with all the behavioral scientists and all the things on the left that that's what we're seeing at the beginning of. And if people understand what a color revolution is, it, it's even more important that you stand up. I, am I way off base and thinking that um. there are some that are, are, are employing the tactics of a color revolution here?
2: No, I think that's exactly right. I think you're seeing a number of things, and certainly the color revolution is is part of this. And I, I will just say this, Glenn, and people don't want to hear this, but we need to recognize that we are actually in a civil war already. Now, it's not the 1860 kind of civil war, but we're in a civil war already. And, and the, we're not divided north and south, but we're certainly divided every other way that you can possibly be. You've got to you know you have you have division based on race, you have division based on ethnicity, you have division based on socioeconomic class. you have race based uh, you have division based on political parties or political points of view and uh, you've got big tech against uh, every conservative. Uh, so if this is not a civil war, what would classify as a civil war? The problem is I think Baba Leroy and jr, Uh, are getting fed up, and I think that's part of what you saw the day that they breached the Capitol. And I will tell you, just so so everybody understands where I stand, I sat down and wept. I sat and wept. I wept like a child as I saw the breach in that Capitol there. Uh, Because 36 years, and know supporting and defending the Constitution of the United States, and that just that was broke my heart as I saw them do that. And these were so-called patriots. Well, I understand. Bubba Leroy and Junior are really frustrated, especially down here in the South where I am. and uh, I'm in Virginia, and and they're really frustrated. They believe that this was a fraudulent election. They believe that uh, there'll never be another fair election. I mean, there's so much. And then too many of them jump on these conspiracy theories that are just absolute nonsense, that are so far out in left field that no sane person would believe them and then they get even more frustrated, and and, and you saw, yeah. I think that was Bubba, Leroy, and Junior there at the Capitol were the ones that were there for patriotic reasons, but but ultimately transitioned over to being the, the bad guys. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Gatsabh. The host of the U2 show, The Sad Truth, blogger for psychology today, professor of marketing at John Molson School of Business at Concordia University. He holds the Concordia University Research Chair in Evolutionary Behavioral Scient- uh, Sciences and Darwinian Consumption. He's the uh, author of The Evolutionary Basis of Consumption plus a whole bunch of uh, academic papers normally i would dis, uh, dismiss because i don't believe anybody in academia but this guy's one of the good guys gad sad hi gad hey Glenn so good to be with you again thanks for having me thank you all right i've been trying to think if i were if i were in government uh i would look to behavioral scientists And I know that the left does it with economic behavioral scientists with uh, Cass Sunstein. Um, But I would look to behavioral scientists right now. Or if I were a behavioral scientist, I would be ringing the bell right now because it seems everything the media and the left are doing is causing more and more people to feel disenfranchised, attacked, name called isolated it's not good gad as a behavioral scientist in your own uh, in your own way, uh, in your own way can you please talk to me about this is there anything they've missed and if so don't tell me because they'll do it
3: <laughs> well i mean you 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 set up the problem uh, really nicely which is that you know if you look at u.s presidents they have uh, advisors when it comes to you know Public health, they have advisors for the economy, they have advisors for all sorts of purposive and important areas. But what ultimately drives all of those domains is human behavior, right? So the health, the, the lifestyle choices that we make that might result in downstream negative health consequences, which a public health person would care about, they stem from understanding human behavior. So it, it is always uh you know amazed me that there isn't as part of you know the cabinet of a president or the board of advisors someone who truly specializes in human psychology and in behavioral sciences so maybe our current conversation will one day result in such a position actually taking place. so i'm government.
1: i'm not sure i like that though because that used to be called propaganda uh, i mean the early guys you know bernays that he was in his own way sure. a behavioral scientist and watch behavior and knew how to evoke the right emotions to do all kinds of things. Some of it good, some of it bad. So I don't like the idea. I know you're Canadian, but in America, the conservative doesn't like the idea of growing the government even bigger and an office of what would have been called propaganda is a little frightening. But I, I do want them to blow the whistle on on warnings. I mean, are, are you paying attention to what's really happening here in America, Gad?
3: I am, although the past two weeks I've taken a social media hiatus. Oof. And let me tell you, my cortisol levels have gone way down and my I blood bet. pressure has improved.
1: <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, I, I went to the uh, I went to the doctor because uh, I was having uh, problems and uh, the doctor said, right now, stop, stop right now. He's like, your blood pressure is through the roof uh and uh you you gotta stop looking at all this stuff and i'm like yeah kind of a problem but i did stop over the weekend and i i felt great felt great exactly
3: see one of the things that i've done which again speaks to the importance of understanding human behavior is i have stopped ever reading anything once i post something now this is something that we all intuitively Mm -hmm. know because the, the social media ends up being a cesspool of negativity in the past just because we're all humans we want to see what people think about the ideas that we've espoused i might post something and then a couple of hours later you go check what the comments are well now it's been two weeks i never do that first of all i'm only posting positive things right so so that i don't get mired in all the negativity and i think my blood pressure has dropped maybe 10 points so (laughs) There's the power of understanding human behavior.
1: Okay, so now I I can't do that every day. I have to pay attention. I'm going to move your blood pressure up uh, just a bit. You have uh, trending today hashtag Trump's new army. Let me just read this to you. Uh, On January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander in chief. He will lose control of the U.S. armed forces and take control of a new army. We know who they are. They're vile. They are our teachers. Our neighbors, our police officers, and they are everywhere, expose their treason. This this is this is being allowed to be seen uh, when they're talking about, you know, uh, calls for violence, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know what that is, if it's not uh, inciting violence. Uh, This is this is from a New York Times reporter, former intelligence official on PBS NewsHour tonight, saying the U.S. should think about a 9-11 commission for domestic extremism and consider (laughs) applying some of the lessons from the fight against Al Qaeda. There are several stories, including those from members of Congress now that are saying we we need in fact, the Biden administration said today during one of the uh, confirmation hearings of the Department of Homeland Security chief, that his main focus is going to be on domestic terrorism, which is now, I guess, us.
3: It is bewildering, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if you saw the... uh The uh, uh, interview with a representative, I don't remember his name, who said basically that you can't really trust all the National Guards that are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, many of the white males would have voted for Trump. And to that extent, how can we truly trust? So, I mean, Imagine how emboldened he must be in the current zeitgeist Mm -hmm. that he actually says this openly and proudly, right? Rather than it being something on Martin Luther King's day yesterday, something that he should have as a private thought and feel ashamed by it, instead he boldly espouses this incredibly racist position openly. Uh, It's very scary as someone who comes from the Middle East who sees what happens when uh, societies are not built around freedom of speech and freedom of thought, I am truly bewildered by what's happening at a breathtakingly rapid rate.
1: Will you adopt me and our family in case we have to get across the border, Gad? Don't answer (laughs) now, just think about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Gad, so as a behavioral scientist, I mean, I, 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 I would love to have... I would love to have somebody who is talking to me about the you know the meanings of words and how to phrase things because I think we are at a a really dangerous dangerous point and I am trying to express what Martin Luther King did and that is violence begets violence uh, hate begets hate only love can conquer darkness and hate uh, and nobody really wants to hear that now i shouldn't say that a lot of people don't want to hear this because they're like we are under attack as as people as americans we're now under attack and uh they don't
3: know what to do so it's uh, it's, yeah it's it's frightening i'll give you an example of that again as a canadian who technically speaking, has, you know, no, no dog in the fight and so on. <clears throat> About a month ago, I posted some, uh, a tweet that was very critical of Nancy Pelosi. Again, I'm doing this. I, I thought I live in a free world. I'm a Canadian. I'm allowed to espouse my positions. I'm a well-known professor. So a colleague of mine who is a personal friend of mine until that tweet wrote a very nasty rebuttal and reported me to all of our you know, common evolutionary behavioral scientist colleagues because I no longer was a scientist given that I was espousing such hateful rhetoric against Nancy Pelosi. So I didn't know that Nancy Pelosi was a prophet that could not Mm. be criticized, and that it was blasphemous for me to do so. And if I dared criticize Nancy Pelosi, I no longer was part of the good-standing members of the science club. But he felt completely emboldened and justified to do that. As a matter of fact, when I called him on his reprehensible behavior of trying to cancel me and report me to our common colleagues, he said that he was altruistically punishing me. Right. So his cancel culture instinct was actually a form of loving altruism. That's how grotesque the world has become. Glenn. Wow.
1: So listening to the messages that are going on, being a behavioral scientist um, and seeing um, social media shutting people down, uh, silencing speech, Uh, calling people enemies of the state and terrorists, all of these things that are happening, poke, 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 poke. And the, and the media not being balanced. I was against what happened in the cap Capitol. I know you were too. I was really dead set against that uh, and called for it to stop immediately. But I also did that with black lives matter. It's the hypocrisy that I think is driving people nuts and when they feel like nobody's doing anything, what 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 do you foresee coming? What, I mean, isn't this a recipe for absolute disaster?
3: Exactly right. I've I've long said, Glenn, that the reason why I get engaged in in the battle of ideas is because I think that we're still within a window where these debates can be adjudicated peacefully. But I've repeatedly warned that if the Peaceful attempts to have ideas pitted against one another does not manifest itself. In other words, if we lose the ability to resolve our differences peacefully through dialogue, through, through, through debate, then in 10, 20, 50, 100 years, we will have a repeat of the society from which I escaped. For the for viewers who don't know, My family and I escaped the Lebanese Civil War, and I guarantee you that the good people who are every day insulted as Hicks and rednecks and idiots and Nazis are not going to go away quietly. So either we resolve it today peacefully or we will resolve it tomorrow violently. I continue to pray that it will be the former.